Welcome back to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in a Year. Today is day number 336, and we begin with number 2629. The vocabulary of supplication in the New Testament is rich in shades of meaning. Ask, beseech, plead, invoke, entreat, cry out, even struggle in prayer. Its most usual form, because the most spontaneous, is petition. By prayer or petition, we express awareness of our relationship with God. We are creatures who are not our own beginning, not the masters of adversity, not our own last end. We are sinners who, as Christians, know that we have turned away from our Father. Our petition is already a a turning back to Him. The New Testament contains scarcely any prayers of lamentation, so frequent in the Old Testament. In the risen Christ, the church's petition is buoyed by hope, even if we still wait in a state of expectation and must be converted anew every day. Christian petition, what St. Paul calls groaning, arises from another depth, that of creation in labor pains and that of ourselves as we wait for the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. In the end, however, with sighs too deep for words, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. The first movement of the prayer of petition is asking forgiveness, like the tax collector in the parable. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. It is a prerequisite for righteous and pure prayer. A trusting humility brings us back into the light of communion between the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ, and with one another so that we receive from him whatever we ask. Asking forgiveness is the prerequisite for both the Eucharistic liturgy and personal prayer. Christian petition is centered on the desire and search for the kingdom to come, in keeping with the teaching of Christ. There is a hierarchy in these petitions. We pray first for the kingdom, then for what is necessary to welcome it and cooperate with its coming. This collaboration with the mission of Christ and Holy Spirit which is now that of the church, is the object of the prayer of the apostolic community. It is the prayer of Paul, the apostle apostle par excellence, which reveals to us how the divine solicitude for all the churches ought to inspire Christian prayer. By prayer, every baptized person works for the coming of the kingdom. When we share in God's saving love, we understand that every need can become the object of petition. Christ, who assumed all things in order to redeem all things, is glorified, but we ask the Father in his name. It is with this confidence that St. James and St. Paul exhort us to pray at all times. Intercession is a prayer petition which leads us to pray as Jesus did. He is the one intercessor with the Father on behalf of all men, especially sinners. He is able for all time to save those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. The Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us and intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Since Abraham, intercession, asking on behalf of another, has been characteristic of a heart attuned to God's mercy. In the age of the church, Christian intercession participates in Christ's as an expression of the communion of saints. In intercession, he who prays looks not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, even to the point of praying for those who do him harm. The first Christian communities lived this 
form of fellowship intensely. Thus the Apostle Paul gives them a share in his ministry of preaching the gospel, but also intercedes for them. The intercession of Christians recognizes no boundaries for all men, for kings and all who are in high positions, for persecutors, for the salvation of those who reject the gospel. Father Larry. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, here we have the, the prayer petition. And, you know, I was sitting there as, as you're reading, Bill, and looking at since Abraham, I thought that was striking, uh, is asking on behalf of another. And I was, was sitting there trying to think what the, the catechism is talking about. But I guess it's when he's asking for God not to uh, destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's just saying, hey, if there's at least three people that love you, will you not destroy the town? And it's actually a powerful um I mean, the prayer didn't work because there weren't enough people. But but he tried, you know, to save this land. And um, but I mean, God's actually listened to his prayer. It's not that God didn't. Uh, we go to that later. But um, but essentially, what we're looking at here is, uh, you know, one of the natural movements I think for us as as people towards God is to go to Him and to beseech, plead, and both and cry out to Him. You know, to ask God for help. Um, and I think one of the necessary components of, of our Christian struggle is to realize our need for God. And in that need, we turn to him and ask for the good things we need. And uh, in this section, it says that the first movement of prayer or petition is it ought to be to ask for forgiveness. And it, uh, the catechism uh, points to this uh, this gospel that actually was, I think, the gospel of Saturday's daily mass of the, the tax collector and the Pharisee, where, you know, the tax collector goes up into the temple and, and uh, rather than pray to himself, like the Pharisee did, uh, he just humbly, he couldn't look up to heaven. He said, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And, um, you know, and, and so, but also it just makes the point is that that's the first movement, because we, if we're blocked by sin, we really we can't really uh, accept the graces that he wants to give us. So it says asking forgiveness is the prerequisite for both the Eucharistic liturgy and the personal prayer. And we know this even in the mass, the first, the first motion after we say the Lord be with you, it's called among our sins. And we ask God to give us mercy before we move into the readings and even to the Eucharist. Um, and then it goes on to say the second sort of movement of where our soul should, or we should seek God in prayer in petition is we should ask for the kingdom to come. Um, and, uh, you know, what does that mean? And we hear this uh, a lot, you know, what does that mean? Pray for the kingdom of God. But, 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 but it basically is that um, we're asking God to sort of make his will uh, happen, you know, in our life and then those around us. And where the kingdom of God is not just this, you know, this building, but it's, it's God's will permeating through society and also through people. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people block that. They block the kingdom, and we're asking that God, you know, makes his his power known and and brings healing to our culture and to our lives. And uh, and uh, you know, we pray this. Obviously, we'll get to it later. Is when you get into the the Our Father, Our Father, heart, give it. You know, Thy kingdom come is one of the first petitions we pray. Um, and then it, it says that um, we can bring every need can be brought to God. Right. Um, notice it doesn't say every want, because sometimes our wants are not necessarily good for us, but every need can become the object of petition. And um, and so 
um, you know, that's why St. Paul says to pray at all times. And I think, you know, I mean, even, even you can, I mean, some people think you can pray for like, even things that seem, you know, uh, minimum, uh, just sort of not really important to God. Like, Hey, God, help me find a parking space. That's fine. At that point, it might be a need. Uh, if it's good, God will do it for us. It'll help us. Um, and, uh, but also it's, it's, uh, intercession. It says leads us to pray as Jesus did, who, basically praise the Father on behalf of all men, especially sinners. And, uh, and so, um, you know, basically that this, uh, this prayer petition is actually very pleasing to God because it's very Christ-like to pray uh, for other people. Um, and I think, too, I'm sure all of us do at times uh, are asked all the time to pray for others. And it says in the Catechism, it says, in intercession, he who prays looks not only at his own interest, but also the interest of others, even to the point of praying for those who do him harm. Right, and so uh, a very pointed point that the Catechism makes is that uh, there's something very unselfish uh, and and Christ-like about you know praying for the needs of others. You know, uh, you know, I mean, when a you know today we had we buried uh, just a, a good holy man Bob Roop, and you know everyone was praying that. You go to heaven and, um, you know, we can, we can pray, uh, you know, someone calls us, there was a, you know, we find out that a priest friend is, you know, airlifted to the hospital and, you know, people say pray for him and our reaction ought to be as Christians, you know, let's, let's storm heaven. Let's pray for this person. Uh, when there's a tragedy, you know, I mean, our, our reaction uh, as, as Christians, if, you know, when Russia attacked Ukraine is what's the church say? Hey, let's pray. Let's pray for, Let's storm heaven and ask that people are kept safe and don't fall, you know, families not lost, you know, through bombs and, and, and such things. And so uh, we, we just, we just have this, uh, it's, it's a powerful prayer. And then last but not least, uh, the first community, it says the first Christian communities live this form of fellowship intensely. And, um, and, and I think uh, basically what we're saying here is a lot of times the Paul exhorts the Christians to pray for all men, for kings, and for all in high positions, for persecution, for the salvation of those who reject the gospel. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's an interesting point. I mean, I think especially today, and a lot of people are kind of angry at leadership and angry at um, a lack of fatherhood, you know, displayed. Uh, but the question is, you know, too, do, do we pray for people that are not doing the godly thing? We pray for their conversion. You know, do we pray for, you know, the leaders, our president? We pray, we pray for, you know, uh, bishops, you know, everybody that we're called to, to pray because uh, really all holiness is really a fruit of prayer.